You're now listening to Music Impulse with Smiles. It's your boy Smiles And we back for another episode of the Music Impulse On this very special episode I got the wonderful, amazing, talented Miss Georgie in the building What's up everybody, Miss Georgie Alright, y'all know how we do it with a guest that got songs So we're gonna start off by introducing her her new single The hit single, Poochie So if you can introduce that Poochie, Poochie And no, it's not what you think It's Emilio Poochie, the designer One of my favorite designers in the world And I'm so excited I made this song for my ladies uh, What's it, my conservative city girls (laughs) (laughs) So this is for you And um, Poochie, make sure you enjoy Alright, and we'll be right back
Alright y'all We back That was Poochie From my guest Miss Georgie How you doing? I am doing wonderful. Uh, happy Saturday. Yeah, happy Saturday to you too. You know? <laughs> am I allowed to say it's Saturday? I don't know. This is pre-recorded, right? Hey, they'll hear it when they hear it. <laughs> Monday, okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, okay, okay. Saturday. <laughs> I'll say happy day. Happy, happy today. <laughs> happy today. Okay, good. All right, so uh, we we definitely got some some great uh, pre pod uh, convo going on, but you know we're gonna start from the beginning. Let's start off with let everybody know who is Miss Georgie. Ooh, that's like a fully loaded question. Yeah, because from my my research, uh, you got engineering degrees. You're a manager. Uh, you got your own companies. Uh, you're a rapper. You starting TV shows. You like a producer and everything. Like it's just you, you're doing a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'm very multifaceted. Hold on, I'm trying to like see if we can get this on live as well for my fans. And my team. So I'm very multifaceted. Yes. yes. Uh, growing up, before I kind of give you a little bit of background of where, you know, everything, I think you got to know who I am and where I come from. I come from Nigeria. Um, if you don't know, Nigeria is um, one of the most industrious um, countries in Africa. I moved here when I was 12. Uh, and really, my background comes from I'm Igbo. So in the Igbo culture, African people are industrious. Um, Igbo people are industrious. We're the business sectors of Nigerians. They call us the Jews. We're the, well, not call <laughs> us. We are Jewish. Um, Igbo blood is Jewish. Okay. So we're born Jews. Um, moving forward, I really just knew in my life, I think I always saw the future. I always say that's my weird gift in life is I've always seen the future and I knew going forward since I was 10 I told my mom I'm going to be a jack of all trades and master of all Oh wow! and she would tell me no one can do that I'm like mom <laughs> I, I I told my mom when I was 10 I was going to be a billionaire I was like, mom, I'm going to be a billionaire at 10. Nice. So in this world that we live in, you can't just be rich or, it, well, you can be rich. There's rich and then there's, there's wealthy. wealthy yep. So I'm really looking for wealth, not rich. I can care two Fs about being rich. I'm looking for wealth. And in order to truly garnish wealth in this world, you have to be diversified. Your portfolio has to be well immense. You have to be in multiple industries and you multiple industries, but not just just to be in it, just to be in it, but well, like well knowledge about the industries that you're in, because mm -hmm. there's competition in every industry, regardless if you're a, um, a disruptor or you're a unicorn. Either way. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, one of the first things I wanted to ask you uh, about is that, well, along with that, that multitasking is. How do you balance it all? Like, cause, <laughs> like we, we were talking about time and all mm -hmm. that ahead of time. So like how many hours do you sleep? Like maybe like an hour a night? How, how, how do you do it? So I, I have to say I cheat a little bit. I have an energy level that I still, I was up yesterday till 6 a.m. And mm. I'm here now doing this meeting. Mm. And I, this is one thing, I just feel like this is a gift from God because I can't tell you, like, you know how they have all those uh, billionaire quotes, like, he wakes up 6 a.m., he goes for a run. I don't do any of that. I literally wake up, I, um, I meditate, I pray. I'm a Buddhist, if you don't know. Um, so pray, meditate, however way you want to put it. Um, and then I go right into my schedule. So I'm someone who lives for the 24 hours. I think 24 hours is one of the longest. <laughs> it's, it's actually really, really long. So what I do is I maximize every single hour of each day. Okay. So um, And I schedule out my week. So I'm in music. So Mondays are my music days. Okay. So my schedules are set. Mondays are music days. I'm in the studio. 
And I'm in the studio most times uh, from one to about seven. And before I go into the studio, my producer will already send me a couple of beats. Um, and I spend the week working on them. Um, okay. I write them. Most times I write my songs within 15 minutes. But then I spend the week rewriting, editing, yeah. you know, testing out on my friends, seeing where I am emotionally at uh -huh. certain points. Because what I write on Monday, not on Monday, let's say he sent me the beats on Tuesday. What I felt on Tuesday may not be what I feel on Saturday, you know. Yeah. So I kind of spend the week, you know, and then memorizing it. So when I get into the studio, it really takes me about an hour that way you or can two. Maximize the time. Yeah. We ain't got to do all these edits and stops. Yeah, you know? we don't. My my producer knows. Like we literally will will knock out a song in thirty minutes. And the other, the rest of the thirty minutes, he's engineering it. And my producer, he knows how <laughs> how snap snap I am. He's actually gotten so good at mixing and mastering, he does it in less than thirty minutes. Oh wow! And it's that I push people around me to be better because I don't like losers and I don't like bums. And if you feel like you want to do something, I challenge you. If you have a dream and your vision for yourself, I challenge you to reach up to that. Okay. So with him, he knew he he knew how much I met him a year ago, and now he's one of the top producers in the is, game. Is that the one? Because uh, I was going to ask you about him. Uh, Nazi, mm -hmm. yeah. Tell, uh, tell me a little bit more about him because I saw you. Uh, you mentioned how like yo, he was in a bad deal. I met him. I was just trying to you know help homie out, and now mm -hmm. he's like signing three hundred, <laughs> a, a producer in Dallas, <laughs> signing three hundred as a producer. So, so yeah, tell me more about him because I, I see a, a lot of your your posts. You, you tag him in, and he shoots a lot of your stuff and all that. I'm very proud of him. I'm very very proud of my Nazi. Nazi on the beat. He's probably in here. I think he is. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Um, Nazi and I met a year ago at a very bad situation that he was in. And um, I think that's what really motivated me into the music industry. I started rapping. Um, it's been like, what, six weeks now? Um, but I started rapping very recently. But the business world is what really brought me into the music. Okay. Um, when I came into it, uh, the bad situation that Nazi was in was someone trying to steal the rights. A lot of big producers do that, if you don't know. They get a lot of these young producers who were super talented. They get them to make beats for them. And then they put their name on it mm -hmm. and they tell you that you're doing that to build, you know, to, to, to build way into the industry and it's cute and all, but it's still robbery. Yeah. <laughs> it's still the same thing that the labels are doing. It's funny how we take what the labels were, big labels were doing to our artists and now we're manipulated and doing the same thing, mm -hmm. which, you know, defers the two wrongs make a right. Right. Yeah. So I had a guy who was trying to do the same thing with Nazi and I'm a woman that lives by the code of um, I do right. Um, in front of all um, and I want to sleep well at night so I knew I couldn't do it and I went up to him and I said I think you better you're better than this when I met him he wasn't even he was he was okay he couldn't even record mm. he was making beats and I was like uh, I saw the potential and I told him I said if you're gonna do this that's what I hate when people say they have a dream and you haven't done the legwork you haven't put the sweat and energy in but then you want everybody to just hand you the dream it's my biggest pet peeves in life like you're a bum you're a loser right <laughs> get your ass in there do the research especially in this 21st century go do the research mm -hmm. it's out there so i challenged him and i said get better learn how to engineer and he came back to me about a couple months later and i saw he like he was okay. he was like he you told see, me like, like, <laughs> he was like what you said like spark something like no that. that's literally what he said he said you were one of the first people to literally humiliate me and um something i love and it, i won't really say humiliate because i don't think it was humiliate but i do call you on your shit yeah. that's me i call you out i don't but you also inspired me like, yeah <laughs> yeah I, he said that and he said um he would come with me i told him i don't know anything about the industry i don't even understand the business of music like i never saw myself in the music <laughs> industry ever and um he was like i still believe in you and like i i want to try and 
boom, that's how we got here. And I got him signed within a year of us meeting. That's and that was that. That was super dope. Yeah, because I was, you know, I was like, I was like, okay, because because uh, I, I met you at the mm-hmm. uh, the Def Jam event, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, oh, no, and she does. She have a manager. She's like also managing someone else. I'm like, that's like super dope. And then doing my little research, you know, uh, aka my my Instagram uh, <laughs> uh, stalking that I do <laughs> for interviews. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, yo, she is a very busy person. <laughs> very, very. Bu- I stay busy. I, I, I don't listen. Your twenties is for that. All that energy that you have in your twenties, that's what you're supposed to be using it for. Mm-hmm. Is building. Is it's failing, trial and error. You don't want to get to your thirties and forties and then start. You rather start in your twenties. Not saying that you can't start at any point, but it's preferable to start in your twenties and mm-hmm. make your errors and mistakes. And I've made. So many, and I'm proud that I've made them this early. <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, let's go. So one other main thing: you have an engineering degree. I uh, do. Like or three, like two or three. Degrees. Three of them: electrical, electronics, and computer science. Yeah. So what made you do that? I, I know, like uh, coming from an African household, they, they say like you know education is super important, but. That engineering was like a, a new one for me. Uh, no, engineering is up there because there's a lot of top engineers, civil engineers, um, okay. chemical engineers, uh, biomedical engineers, or a okay. lot of them are Nigerian. Um, so really, to tell you the truth, I got into it because they told me it was a man's. It, it was uh, predominantly men, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not somebody that gets intimidated because it's a man's world. I don't give two shits. I don't care if you have two balls. Um, I have them too. They're just inside my ovaries. But um, <laughs> so. My advisor at the time was like, oh, you should go because I was playing volleyball. And she was like, oh, you should go to, you know, what was it? I think Megan's doing the same thing. It's like physical therapy, some major for physical okay. therapy. You know, I don't, I don't know. It's some, it's some major that they give all athletes to like take. So it's like yeah. an easy schedule, the workload, the coaches manipulate, you pass. It was so like mentally unchallenging for me I wanted to be a pre-law and I was like I can't do this like I didn't come to this country my whole family my mom and dad risked their whole life to bring me here for me to be a physical therapist are you mad no offense to physical therapist people I like I mean no offense <laughs> but like I just mean the things I went through in my life my parents went through like it wasn't just for me to you know manifest it as that yeah so when she told me that I was like Oh, so then I did my research. I'm like, oh, they make this much money. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even understand what engineering was, but I'm actually really happy I went through that course because it taught me how to think and how to see the world. Okay. Cause that's what engineering is as much as it's, you know, engineering, but the real definition of engineering is, um, problem solving. Okay. So you, you don't see the world as problems. You see solutions when you look into the world. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as you were talking to, uh, uh, you know, your accent came out. I was thinking one of, one of, one of my friends, uh, uh, Bree, mm-hmm. she, uh, she's, t- I didn't notice until it actually happened. She was like, yeah, she's like, my accent don't really come out. She's like, until I get like really angry upset. or like upset. <laughs> like one time, uh, her and one of, one of my homies was like, arguing, that, like he was just messing with her just like, cause he knew <laughs> she was going to get accent upset. Wasn't gonna come and then, out. I was like. Oh, it came out. She was like, she's like, see, she's like, this is what I'm talking about. She was like, she's like, my accent only comes out. She's like, and she's like, a t- she's like he, he did it on purpose. <laughs> okay, but I don't try to hide my accent. I, I, I wish I actually had my accent a little bit more um, to when I articulate, but I blame my parents. So I actually speak and read and write my language um, fluently and pidgin. But it's just the fact that when I was growing up, my parents, because people hear me talk um, like this, I'm very articulate, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, 
I express differently than Africans. <laughs> but it was really my parents. Like I was growing up watching Clueless and my mom and dad were like so enamored, you know, like enamored with like articulation. My dad made me read a book. Like I, I was reading writing book reports almost every other month and we, I had to like on um, the Oxford Dictionary we had to pick a word you know and define it and articulate it when we made full sentences he would like no you know like your verb is here your pronoun like dad was really like he was cuckoo for cocoa pops when it came to like the English language and I didn't understand it so I got older because to tell you the truth a lot of people that you think are smart aren't smart but they just understand the, ling- the English language. Mm-hmm. That's what the law is. That's what being a lawyer is. It's not about being smart. It's just being able to articulate yourself effectively mm-hmm. utilizing the English language. And I never understood what my dad was saying when he would say that. You must command the English language. If you want to change it, you must command it. And now I'm getting older. I'm like, this old man, he's <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, Oh, I hate uh, that you were right. Uh, that was me. I was like, dang it. You never want to give him the credit. Right. And you're like, gosh, you know, because they're your parents. But like, dang, my parents were really smart. Yeah, that's what, that's what we do. Like, as we get older, it's like those moments. We're like, dang, that's what they tried to teach me. That's me. I learned uh-huh. it at like 20. I think when I turned 21 is what I understood my parents. And I spent the from there on till now. I'm like... God blesses women with learn getting smart first. Like, I'm sorry, God, that's the Chico you gave us. <laughs> Please, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I say, like, women, y'all are way <laughs> like as, as guys. We we take we take a, a long time to really really get it. That's why y'all, y'all y'all can easily go out there like outside the nest and be like, oh yeah, I'm ready. No, no, I could jump off the porch and that's have it. my own place and stuff. We like, <laughs> yeah, mid twenties, late twenties is like I'm still trying to figure life out. I'm lost. <laughs> I'm lost a little. <laughs> Meanwhile, y'all like, I'm working my career, I'm doing this, I'm doing I'm that. Planning. I'm, I'm like, I'm planning all the way till I'm like, I'm trying to figure out where my vacation spot is because the only vacation I take is when I'm 90. So that's like the goal. So I'm working towards that because that vacation going to be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. But, you know, asking about my culture, I have my... Uh, I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. Tell me, tell me. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say my accent really, you know, I want to, that will tie into my TV show I have coming out. Yeah, that was one thing I wanted okay, to Okay, okay. Go ahead. I'll let you ask that question. Oh, the, yeah, going to the first gen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, I have a reality TV show um, for my production company called Georgie Production. Um, I'm dropping my first um, reality TV show about my group of friends that are crazy and actually before this were driving me crazy. Um, and it's eight of, um, nine of us and we're based here in Dallas, Texas, we're first generation Africans from different parts, Ethiopia, Eritrean, parts of Nigeria, and um, we're really just this... Yes, parts of Africa, okay. Uh, and we're really just a group of friends that live here in Dallas that are successful. A lot of them are doctors, by um, executives, um, entrepreneurs, um, very well-renowned people here in Dallas. And I wanted to show our world because I feel like that's the mis- the misconception about African communities, something I want to as well tackle. Because mm-hmm. I'm I'm, I really want to motivate black Americans to come home and understand the culture and the fact that Nigerians and not, and not just Nigerians, but Africans, we've been very guarded with mm-hmm. our culture because we like to stay in our own. Right. Yeah. But we need to break that cycle because I think it would change a lot of things in this world. If we're able to bring in our, you know, late ancestral bloodline back home. Right. Yeah. yeah like, um, um, I saw that one of your castmates was Arichian. Mm-hmm. I thought about Nipsey Hussle. Yes. You <laughs> never see them. You never see them on TV. Because I was like, I had never heard of Aritia until Nipsey Hussle. And I was like, oh, that's in Africa? Yeah. 
<laughs> I thought it was some other like random place. Never even knew or heard of it until Nipsey. Like actually, more when he died. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Because they're very so. Um, you guys don't even realize Africans are way more conservative, like super conservative. And Eritreans and Ethiopians are super conservative. So you really wouldn't see them. Um, but the new generation, they're breaking a lot of those molds. And I'm so excited to be in the forefront to be able to tell that story, and even kind of helping the re industrialization of Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, and also I've I've heard just from talking to my different African friends about like, yo, the commercials y'all would see like in America, or like you know the the homeless kid is like at the flies. <laughs> I was like, no, like my city is like tall ass buildings looking like New York and all these other like we big popular cities and, and all this is like no, and I was like. That's not us. Like, what they were showing y'all over in America is not what I grew up in. <laughs> and not just only that. I wouldn't say it's not really just that because I did grow up in the slums of Nigeria. But there is difference. Just like America has the hood mm-hmm. and the, you know, wealthy. We have that, too. You know, ours is a little bit. The line is a little bit more um, spread out. Mm-hmm. But we do have way more to offer. And I feel like the history books are just stuck. Right? And I was watching some of the shows when I was growing up. And I'm like, especially in history class, we got to change history class, bro. Because that's one of my favorite classes. Like, I'm a historian. I yeah, love That was history. one of my favorites in, in school. I, I, I've never gotten lower than an A plus in history. Right. <laughs> I don't even understand how. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I love learning history. <laughs> you have to know your history in order to know your future. So I've always history is my life. If I could, and actually, eventually, I will take political science. I'm going to go back to school, not okay. for a degree. Just I think it's needed to consistently go back every six months and take a course or two or three, just to say, you know, just to keep your to keep brain, learning, yeah. yeah, to keep your brain active. Yeah, you can read online, but it's something also sitting in front of somebody and actually learning more. So one of my favorite hobbies that I'm actually going to implement once, you know, my career and successes increases political science. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, anything specific you want to do with that? World or? um, world law. Okay. So that I eventually would like to be certified, not practicing, but world um, uh, world law, um, uh, maritime law is okay. definitely another one. Uh, but uh, pretty much world law. I, I really want to understand trading, um, um, GOP, uh, GBD, uh, am I over here, GOP, um, I'm 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 over here missing abbreviation. Uh, oh my god, why am I missing this dang uh, abbreviation? GDP. I'm sorry. Okay, the GDP of countries. I uh-huh. want to understand um, inflation even more. Not that I don't understand now, but I think I feel like I want. I didn't get to go as in depth as I wanted to, and I feel like it's necessary in order to bring any kind of change. You have to understand that history, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of that, I also saw that you're working on an NFT. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yo, I was like, uh, being like a, a, a underground <laughs> unsigned artist or whatever. It's like, yo, I, you're the first person I've ever seen like underground, whatever, like artist type. Just talking about that. So, like, speak on that a little bit. Like, the fact that like you trying to like, hey, this is what the future is. I'm trying to. It is the future. <laughs> I'm trying to help independent artists right now, and that's why I'm even kind of like slowly building out my platform because, listen, NFT is not just about art. I thought it was all about art until I did my research and fully understood it. But you're really looking at the future is human currency. Mm-hmm. People don't see it, but it's coming. And the reason why I say that is independent artists, um, what you're doing with these labels, you're essentially just, it's a bank. It's just the bank that gives you a loan and gives you their network. Mm-hmm. There is beyond that, 
there's also still such thing as organic growth. I think people miss that. In the world that we live in, we've become so fake news bargained where we feel like the only way to get to the top is, you know, a bot and, you know, people like, you know, like there's no more organic, like genuine like for something, you know, and there's just pressure that someone said, you no, no, no. That isn't the truth anymore. And as an independent artist, if you really believe in your craft and you're not just doing it, see, I'm, music to me is not the first most thing for me. Mm-hmm. It's just another portfolio diversification of my portfolio. And if you're going to do this independent thing, you actually hold the most power. Mm-hmm. Your masters, your singles, whatever, like that is the most lucrative thing that you right. could possibly own. And it's not even for it right now. The fact that look at Ashanti, all these people right. that are all these remixes and the songs are coming back 10 plus years, 20 plus years. You don't understand the lucidity of um, how that situation is. So I'm actually going to teach um, up and coming artists how to, and that's what I'm doing. So first gen, my the soundtrack to first gen is actually Miss um, Georgie. I did the full soundtrack for the TV show. Okay, cool. Yeah, and it's actually my yeah my future EP. The luxury of it is I will actually be dropping um, the masters uh, um, to sell the percentage in the back ends of my masters via NFT. Okay. And uh, it's going to be to a limited few. And what that allows you to do is you're going to own, just like if any label would own a piece of Miss Georgie, my masters, you would own it and you would own it for the lifetime to come, your grandkids, whatever. And what that allows me to do is I will put you in as a co-owner of the soundtracks, the back end. You make money just like I make money. You are essentially an investor into my building my career and you actually you all make a percentage based on that. Oh wow, that's dope. Yeah. That's super dope. That's the season and the fact that like you already thinking about that and being like like you said, you think about the future. You know, mm-hmm. you see the future. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh like damn, like she talking about an NFT already I, out here? Like, I'm, I'm telling you because I'm, like, I'm out here grinding on, on my own and like, and just like I'm already talking about like NFTs and stuff like I that. I gotta do it. You gotta be, you gotta be 10 steps ahead. You gotta see the world for where it's going because what I'm looking at is eventually with the stock and the way, I'm, I'm a good investment, right? As much as companies are, human beings are great investments, right? You look at someone's character, pros- um, probability, potential. I say I fell in love with people's potential. I'm a great investment, right? Now, from being a future billionaire, music, whatever, all our scopes, you're owning my masters and making profit off of what I do. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm able to sell maybe only five shares of them, 10 shares. Now, I can sell my masters at those shares and I'm selling them for $50,000. I'm selling for $150,000, $2,500, um, you know, whatever thousands of dollars I'm selling it for. But that little small percentage is actually into the billion dollar possibility that I am. Yep. So you're, you're, if you were able to buy a piece of Nicki Minaj... If you if Nicki Minaj didn't sign with Young Money, and you were able to buy a piece of Nicki Minaj like as a as a company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't you invest? I surely would have fucking invested. Yeah. <laughs> I would have bought even if it, I would have found that ten thousand, that twenty thousand. I would have found that money because if you see what her career is, even Cardi B, Megan, if you were able to buy a piece of them and say, okay, see what they are now, like it's yeah. a stock market. Mm-hmm. Literally, you're taking a bet on these artists and even, you know, um, you're even like, um, rest in peace, Young Dolph, if you oh, would have bo- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you would have bought a piece of Young Dolph's master, you would be making a killing right now because mm-hmm. his masters are doing numbers. Mm-hmm. So just a little game for anybody who wants to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know that's right. Uh, so another thing I saw you busy. Uh, you have a company, Lendrix. Lenderx. 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 L y n d r x. Explain this one to me. That's a fintech startup. I have a fintech startup. I started in college with my partner. Um, we deals in peer to peer lending. So um, yeah, that's really the essentiality of it. We're a unicorn, and we own a patent in the in the idea, and we're hoping to go to a market. I'm hoping we're going to market next year. So yeah. Okay, uh, so, uh, tell me what, what what is fin fintech? Financial technology services. Okay. So kind of like Cash App, Venmo, okay. uh, PayPal, and things of that nature. Okay. But it's 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 something that you guys definitely want to pay attention to, because the company's evaluated at six point seven billion, and we haven't actually done anything. And I wouldn't say done anything. We just proven the concept. We've okay. proven the concept, an idea, and um, it's evaluated at six point seven billion, and that's still an under evaluation because we haven't reevaluated since um since we did the initial evaluation. Okay, okay, yeah, because I know that, like investing all that, like a lot of people have been one of the things I've started to learn a little bit about within like the past year or so, mm. year and a half, you know, with all the pandemic and everything, like the company Positivity Water mm-hmm. that they do on Breakfast Club all the time. Mm-hmm. I ended up doing a hundred dollar investment into the company because I was like, hey, yo, mm-hmm. I believe in this. And mm-hmm. if, if one day they sell to like maybe another bigger company or whatever, mm-hmm. hey. And you make uh, your money and you sell out. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't like the stock market, but if you understand it, make money in it. Not that I don't understand it. I don't like the stock market. I, I don't like it, but okay. <laughs> I, you know what? Buy the long-term stocks. That's how I think about it because I'm not a stocky person, so buy the long-term stock and hold on to it. That's the best way. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go back a little bit, uh, you know, engineering degree and, you know, you coming from an African household, what, what do like, your parents think about when you said, like, hey, I want to do music? <laughs> My dad was actually super supportive. My whole oh. family was super supportive. I think my older sister was the only person who had something negative to say, but <laughs> that's because she's um uh, she's with Christian Mingle and she doesn't like my curse words. And, oh, yeah. yeah, but she definitely loves it. Um, <laughs> you said coochie on the song. <laughs> like, hey, at least I didn't say the other word. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but I, I think I think you know. Music is my expression of who I am yeah. in a lot of ways. And it's just really release. I go through a lot being so multifaceted that I hold like, and it requires me to be so disciplined in emotion. It requires me to be disciplined in thought because mm-hmm. I can't react, right? Every reaction I give has um, a consequence way, way down the road. Mm-hmm. So I try to master how not to react right now. So music has become that outlet for me to react mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I've got, I've made 30 songs in two months. Is it two months? No, it's been a month and a half of me rapping. I've made 30 songs only because I've literally didn't know I had so much to say. Mm-hmm. I had so much built up and kept inside that now I'm releasing everything. Okay. So that makes me happy. So, uh, do you have anything else before uh, Poochie or is it, oh, that really was like just like the that first, was the first one yeah. that was a reference track I did for the label to help him push his uh, sound his beats uh-huh. and that's the first single okay. <laughs> that's the first single okay okay because uh, I know I also heard um a couple of your freestyles, uh, Miss Put It On Freestyle and then a yes. big move freestyle. I yes. Like, I, I was feeling those. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I do like, yeah, it's like my my little freestyle, but that's just to show my, because people will tell me, oh, you're just so new to this, but um, I'm new to it, but I also understand music. Yeah. See, um, I was raised in a symphony. Um, I used to go to the um, symphony, classical, um, Beethoven, you name it. Like my dad used to play that for us. That's how we studied jazz, upbeat, okay. tempo jazz. So I understand mu- music way in depth and I also see sound waves. So to me, I cheat a little because I understand how to flow. 
And I didn't know I understood how to flow because I always thought I was weird. <laughs> Am I the only person that sees this possibility? <laughs> and I just want to show that I'm not, I'm not just here because, you know, people are like, oh, you do a lot. But every single thing I do, I make sure that I'm fucking excellent at it. Yeah, That's period. Because even when I was, I was like, I didn't even know until now that you said you just started writing. I'm like, oh, my, oh she probably been working out there for like at least a couple of years or a few years or whatever. You're like, no, no. I, I, I just started. Just started. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the EP, the EP, the soundtrack. So uh, is that the is the soundtrack the EP or is it? Yes. To, okay. So the soundtrack is a little bit of the EP. Um, I don't know yet if I'm, I'm going to put the full soundtrack on there, um, the full EP. But I would do my best to put a good amount. Okay. But the EP will not drop until I have at least 150 thousand like um, users. I'm not just users. I mean, um, like actual listeners. I don't. I don't just want to drop just. To drop i'm more preferable of just you know i want to build a fan base i want to build a true like support system of people who actually really like i believe in organic people always yell at me all the time just buy followers and your likes i'm like no no because it it, it 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 seals this false narrative of like you know false success that you sell and i know you fake it till you make it to a degree but i no no People really got to genuinely because I'm not going to waste my time doing something or putting energy into something if it's not like valuable. Organic growth is still a, a very much a real thing in this world. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll love it more because it's like, yo, I know like I really grinded and put mm-hmm. the, the sweat, tears and all that <laughs> into yeah. all this. <laughs> yeah. That's like when you get money if someone gives you money and it's like, OK, you bought that, you know, like I, I know I like, you know, definitely had my fair share of like being lavishly spoiled with like uh, past relationships and. Until I was able to financially like go and buy my pay, I'm a shoe whore. Like I just can't even hide that from anybody. I'm a shoe whore. My dream closet is like two floors. You know, that's just me. But until I was actually able to start buying myself the nice shoes and expensive shoes that I wanted, I enjoy the ones I bought myself. So I wear them so much more than the ones I was gifted. And it's not because I'm being prejudiced, but I don't know. I just like them better they feel better i feel so confident in them and i know it's because i actually worked and yeah. bought it yeah mm-hmm. i like that i like that um also i was gonna ask because I, I think it was the big movie first i can't remember which one of you you said a line okay uh you said it doesn't matter how tall you are yeah so if a guy that was like i don't know like five two like a kevin hart size it <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I love that you I love that you referenced that line because I'm six feet. I know people are listening to this, but I'm a natural six feet. Okay, me they big gal. Yeah, that's but, what I, was, <laughs> I was like, she's she's tall. <laughs> but I've never discriminated against dating short guys. You know, I think the shortest I've ever actually d- talked to is five six. And the reason why I don't discriminate is because you never know, like happiness and so-called I don't believe in love I don't believe love just comes first I believe love comes years later but peace I look for mental peace right mental peace comes in different shapes and different forms right I, I literally have no definite love like this is I only date this time <laughs> I don't do that I, I have criterias and boundaries that I set for myself of what I like if these five things are missing I definitely know that's a dub right but I don't care about hype it's more of a male thing that's a male ego thing <laughs> and society's made tall women feel like we've needed to be with taller men but it's just the insecurity Again, like I'm fine. You should know you're walking around with a six feet, you know, 
Amazon Barbie. Like, right. go look at my Instagram. If you're intimidated to walk into a room with me, that's not me. <laughs> that's not my problem. <laughs> that's your problem and your ego. <laughs> Sound like it's between you and God, not you and I. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, my first high school uh, girlfriend, Jasmine, mm -hmm. she was taller than me. And uh, we, well, we, we went to the homecoming as friends. Mm -hmm. We ended up getting together afterwards. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I remember even in like our homecoming picture, she's literally had to, she's like kind of like, Bent her knee Trying down, to, just, yeah. just, just kind of like. But like the next year, the next homecoming, because I had a little growth spread though, you know. You were telling her. Oh well, I was like the same house. I'm like, hey, you know, last year, you know, you was a little. Bit, now, <laughs> now, now in this picture, hey, yeah, we, we the same height. Now in this this year's picture, but I, but I always think it's funny looking at the the fresh my, my freshman because she was a sophomore and mm -hmm. it's like, oh <laughs> yeah, like she had to bend down and kind of like. I know, <laughs> right? I've, I've had that, but I don't know, like. Again, I think my mom, like my mom never let me think like being tall. She, she, for I mean, my whole family's been tall for the longest and she just always taught me like your height is your power. And it's true because sometimes I walk into a room and I literally don't even look down and I feel, I feel bad because there's short people. Like I walk into a room and like they're shorter than me and literally my eye level is just straight on my height. <laughs> And I don't mean to, but it's also like a power move for me. I walk into rooms, especially coming in, um, when I first got out of college, being a, a minority, right? Because that's a whole thing now. Yes, uh, being a minority African-American woman coming in, I wasn't intimidated at all. When I would walk into rooms with so-called, you know, the predominantly, yeah. um, I don't even know the, the politically correct way of saying, okay, the uh, predominantly the, the Caucasian, yeah, yeah. Caucasian yeah. Uh, room. I never felt intimidated. I was just like, first of all, you have to look up to me. So that's already like, <laughs> if you got to look up to me to first of all, try to disrespect me and have racism or whatever, that's between you and God because he clearly put me. <laughs> so, a lot of times, and then being tall, I, I had to learn. I was bullied in high school and middle school for being tall for so long that like my height, I don't even realize I'm tall until people tell me I'm tall or until I stand next to people and then I'm like, oh, I'm tall. Like It's, it's kind of like being pretty to me. It's just a little sprinkle. Like It's yeah. not the defining factor of who I am. Um, but, yeah. Uh, okay, also to go, go, go along with that, so... Um, Say I know like a, a five three five four like you know Kevin Hart type guy. If they wanted to take you on like the ideal date, what like can your ideal date be? First of all, I first have to ask him, "Are you comfortable with yourself?" And he has to answer me truly, look me in the eye, because I don't do that whole like reneging ish. Like, don't embarrass because you're not embarrassing me. You're embarrassing yourself, and mm. I just don't want people to think I'm affiliated with your embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my ideal date, okay. So my ideal date essentially is just honestly, I would like to cook for them. I want to cook together. Not even cook together, but. Just to have them sit in the kitchen with a glass of wine, nice. talk to me while I cook, talk about what's going on, play good music, uh, even binge watch something worthy, maybe binge watch something worthy while we watch and I cook. I love cooking. It's my stress de-stressor. That's really my ideal day, even though I know in the society we live in now, it's so wrong for a woman to say she would cook on a first date, mm -hmm. but I'm... 
so unorthodox. That's really like my comfort place. And I, like I would love to get to talk to someone like that. I like that. I like that. So you said some, some something to watch. I also another thing I, I noticed, you're an anime fan, which is why I wore my, my, my hoodie today, you know, the an, 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 <laughs> anime and chill. Yes. <laughs> so uh what are like five like uh five your top like your top five animals or like five animes that you, you recently watched that you you're really feeling? So, okay, I, I'm going to say this one because it still haunts me till today. I think it's one of the greatest. Um, and I am I think there's a new season and I haven't found it yet. Ajin. Ajin? I've actually never heard, I've never heard of that. Uh, Ajin? Am I saying? I think it's Ajin. It's the um, they never die. They can kill themselves. Okay, okay. Um, one, of, one of my friends is like super into anime. They'll probably tell okay. me more. Okay, and then there's Death Note. I mean, Death come on, if you haven't watched yes, Death Note. Yes, Death Note like, is amazing. <laughs> like, have you even lived? <laughs> Castavalia. I yeah, love Castavalia. Oh, yeah. my God. I just recently watched that one. So I, I, I really much identify with... um. Carmela. Yeah. Carmela is like my yeah. inner, like who I want to be. Okay, okay. <laughs> I literally love her mind. She's so like, she, she runs circles. Yeah. She runs circles. She's beautiful and smart. I love her. Um, next, um, of course, Attack on Titans. Yeah. Of course. Um, caught up with this new season? No, I'm actually, I've been slacking, but I will, because that's but, what I do. Because I know the second half comes, like, January 4th, the second half of the new season. Okay, but see, the thing about me is, I, like, so I'll work, 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 and then I'll have, like, a day where, literally, I sit on the couch. I literally just sit there and just, like, I'll sip on something nice, and I'll just anime watch all day. My phone is on Do Not Disturb, <laughs> and that is it. So, I, that's how I always catch up. Um, and then I have um, um, Hercules. Ooh. Yeah. No, not even. I mean, Hercules. Yes, yes, yes. The new one. The the uh, new one. The same creators of Castavalia. Yeah. Uh, they the did one, Her the Netflix. one that was on. The, yeah, with the with the gods fighting like. The okay, humans. that was no. That was one of them. But the other one is um. Yeah, there's two of them. So there's Hercules. The um Hercules the remix, and then there's the um, Argon um Argodon, um. Argadon, something like that. Yeah, see, yeah, I was like, I know what you're talking about. I'm like, oh my god, I know what it is because like, I watched it. Yeah, because um, Adam and Adam for um, yeah. Adam for God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was. I'm waiting for second season of that because Jack yeah. the Ripper is how they. Yeah, left I was it. like, I was like, I was like, y'all ended it just like that. I was so pissed. I was, I was ready to. They were. I was ready for the fight. I was like, oh, Jack the Ripper is in the building. Let's go. And. I was like, dang, man, I heard. I want to watch it no more. But that's like, I'm waiting for that to come back. Yes. Um, I'm also a big fan of um, adult animation. So anime, yes, but also like Family Guy, yeah. American Dad. Like American really, Dad is my shit, yeah. Right, really quirky, like pop culture humor shows, like um, opposite, what is it, Polar Opposite. Yeah. Um, Brickleberry. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to, PD Paradise, PD. Like, I love weird shows like that. Like, that is, like, the, I love dry humor. And it's freaking amazing. I love dry. If you want to laugh in this world, dry humor. Dry yeah. humor. Because I saw also that you you uh, cosplays a, a Sailor Moon. Sailor uh, Moon, yeah. Have you ever cosplayed anything else besides that? Um, I have. I did um, Inuyashi. Okay. That was one of my, actually, um, that was one of my first animes that I, like, fell in love with. I was like, I just want to date him. That <laughs> yes. is my man. I just want him. Yeah, Naruto well, was the second one. Naruto, my, the original. Uh, my friend Asha, when I first met her, uh, she came over to do my roommate's hair. And uh, they sat and watched it. And she was like, oh, you got my husband on TV? I was like. 
What are you talking? She was like, and y'all she was like, Josh, I just like That's I love I love him. She was like like that. She's like, I want to marry I was like, Did you just say he wanna She's That like, was my dream husband. I'm not kidding you. Like and that was my first crush was in Yashu. Like he just ooh, that was daddy. Yeah, that's what she She's like, Josh, she's like, I love him. She's like, I really do love some Inuyasha. She was I like do. She was like, if he was real, like he can have my babies. I would take him any day because I know he will hold it down for right. me. And he would chase me across the world. He just, you know, that was just daddy. <laughs> but yes, anime is always it's like I, I watch more anime than anything. Like you can everyone that knows me knows I'm I'm my my key to success is also I'm a child. My mm-hmm. imagination is like literal i watch winx club still and if you yeah, judge me that, that was my stuff when i was a kid yes. yeah winx club yes On saturdays yes oh my god i watch winx club and i'm an adult i still watch um Barbie so on Sundays I don't know if anybody still remembers this schedule but every Sunday Nickelodeon always does the new Barbie movie uh, <laughs> I'm super into cartoons I love animation hey, I love I st- magic I still, I still watch like the, the new Pokemon one that they've okay. been driving on Netflix cause okay. like one of my uh, homies shout out to Shy, uh he's my co-host on my other podcast Shy vs. Smiles uh, mm-hmm. yeah he was at the event too yeah. uh, and uh, it, just cause I know it fucks when I was like bro the new Pokemon season and he was like yeah, I'm not watching that, but have, <laughs> have fun. And then it'll be like a day later. I'll be like, yeah, I finished it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like when whenever these new little batch of episodes come out, I know it'll be like 10, 12 episodes. I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to have this done in like a day. Me, <laughs> that's me. That's me. So I live in animation. Like that is like my, oh, even even when it comes to porn, I'm the weirdo that watched um, hentai. Oh, hentai. Anime porn. I'm the weirdo. And I love it. She I was freaking like, love it. She's like, look at Ash giving it to Misty. That's me. I'm the childish one. Oh, my God. I remember, I remember when I watched Bart. I think I was like watching Bart Simpson have sex with somebody. I forgot what it was. Like, I don't even know. But I'm an anime lover to like the fact that it's even translated into my porn life. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. <laughs> like Lisa with those oversized titties. I love the henti. So I don't really like when they put bring the, like the pop culture American. I like the henti, the Asian one with like yeah. the ridiculously big boobs and like she. You just know. I think what it is is the fact that you know it's not real, but in your head, <laughs> if you have an imagination, somehow I can, I can like. I feel like I'm there. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. But I love them, and they're so pretty, and they're so just cute, and just so, you know, dainty. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the, uh, what's my, the new one I recently, um, the time I was reincarnated as a slime, and they they point out the anime trope. It was like, oh, was because the, 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 the main character, he was like, oh, this is going to be the anime trope where she's going to, uh, she's beautiful, and she has big titties, and she can't cook. <laughs> and then it turned out, like, she couldn't cook. And he was like, Oh, this really is just like the typical animes where like she's beautiful and she has big titties and she can't cook. He's like, oh my god. <laughs> He's like, I'm really like living the life of an anime. I'm t- I'm telling you, it literally is one of my favorite guilty pleasures. So if you want to get to my heart, definitely anime. Yeah. yeah, anime and food. Anime and food. Okay, guys. Hey, check those off the list. You gotta be in anime food. Yes, she'll cook for you first date. <laughs> I cooks. Yes. Um, all right. So uh, also to get into some effort. So I would say, or I want to ask, uh, do you have any, maybe like five of your favorite African artists? I know How, Five? That's so little. <laughs> I mean, I love all of them. I love the under, underground ones. Yeah. So the, you guys are about to get a new wave of music. Like I know one I just got hit to uh, is Ahsoka. 
Okay. Yeah, that's she, she. She's here in Dallas. I just got hip to her. Okay, so there's Tenny, of course. I love Tenny Ruga. There's Black, um, Black. Is it Black BBC? Whatever his name is, Black BBC. I guess his name is. Um, there's Menzilla Tech. There's Techno, of course. There's Burna Boy. There's Wizkid. I yeah. don't really like Davido. I feel like he's like Davido is like he's okay. Like I. Okay, Davido, give him his credit. He's done it because I like I I do love his. Um, I love one of the, one of his major songs is like my turn up songs. I love that one. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Um, who else am I thinking of? Who else am I thinking of? Who am I missing? Gosh, she she just did the um, bloody Samar- um, Samaritan. Well, she knows who I am. Mm-hmm. If you hear this, I love you. I love mm-hmm. your work. Um, Thames is is, is oh, someone. Yeah, she she's she's good too. Thames, I love Thames. She's yeah. cool. Um, I'm trying to think of. There's just so amazing many. Oh, Rima, Rima is amazing. My woman, me I no day. Okay, me I no day. So Rima is another one I love. I went to his concert. Um, I'm trying to think of flavor, of course. Fino, these are Ebo. Like, I'm Igbo, so they rap in Igbo and sing in Igbo, which is, like, I love them. So, Fino, definitely. It's a lot. Uh, so. I know, like, um, I seen an interview with Max O'Cream. I just found out that recently, because he, he said he was Igbo, because he was talking about, like, growing up in the hood and, and like, uh, how his, like, father went to prison. and he mm-hmm. like, But he was like, yeah, but still, in African culture, it was like, I still had to respect him. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. he's like, even when he came back, and I was like, jumped off the porch and in the streets he was like no nah, I still like respect my father because mm-hmm. like, that's how we are in, it is. in, in households mm-hmm. it is and we're very proud to be African like I'm sorry like that's the one thing Africans like we don't play about that we know our place it's not always right but a child always understands el- like we respect our elders that's how we're raised whether it's two years a year a couple months you respect your elders regardless that mm-hmm. is just blank point period yeah, then I know like uh, one of my favorite artists is Wale because I know mm-hmm. he, he like Wale never really. Cl- let me tell you, okay, Wale is now claiming all this Nigerian affiliation, African affiliation. Because when I knew about Wale, I didn't even know Wale was African. Yeah, I was like, uh, he. You know, I'll say, what was that? Um, the album with like Wizkid mm-hmm. and all them on it. That that was like kind of like when he really like got came out. To, yeah, people are now all of a sudden, all of a sudden coming in and hella claiming Nigeria, especially right because now it's cool to be Nigerian. Like now it's so freaking cool. I'm like, boy, bye. If you weren't rapping this in the beginning, I never for one minute ever thought it was not cool to be Nigerian. Now that everyone like girls are. Hyping it up to be with an African man, which y'all can have them. Like, I'm not about to go, but it's yours. Y'all can have them. But it's just so crazy to me because we used to be African booty scratchers and we used to be fresh off the boat. That was um, one of my home, one of my homies. He was like, bro, it was like I've seen like this resurgence. He was like, but he's like, I'm still part of that class. When I was in elementary school and middle school, like I was made fun of. He was like, but now I'm like in my thirties, and it's like it's the cool thing. It's the cool, <laughs> which is crazy to me because like. The way that they're just jumping into this bandwagon and like hopping in, I'm like, the only racism I've ever felt in this so-called experience of America has always been through black Americans. Mm-hmm. Black Americans that disrespect where I come from, insult my background. I've never, white people or so-called other races have been very respectful wow. of the fact that I'm Nigerian and I'm African and they've actually been very inquisitive. Like even when I, okay, so let me tell you how it works. When I dated um, uh, Caucasian, um, he was more invested. Thanksgiving with him, mm-hmm. 
he was more invested into like let's make african dishes i want to learn how to make it i want to learn how to eat it you know like let's really you know try i dated an african-american right a, a black and he was just so disgusted at the thought of like the smells of my food and like even like he just like no you can eat that i'm gonna just eat this and it was so like perplexing to me because i'm like you see that's the difference this guy regardless of the fact that he's white was so enamored mm -hmm. by my culture and wanted to learn and be a part of it. He wasn't trying to date me to bring me into his culture. He was hoping I brought him into my culture. Yeah. Like bought him the full, like you guys call it traditional is not traditional. Okay. Is I should, it's, it's either I should be, um, we call it traditional. You guys call it dashiki. We call it traditional, but yeah, he got his own custom traditional was suit. Like, I mean, Everything. He was so enamored and immersed wow. into the culture. But the other side, they don't give a damn. So, you see, it's just, that's that discrepancy. Yeah, so I, I know. Uh, me, I'm like, hey, I'm always willing to try some new food. As long as it ain't beef, because I haven't eaten beef in like 11 years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, hey, if, as long as there ain't no beef in there. Hey, you good, yeah. you good. <laughs> yeah, you know, if, it, if it's a new animal, I ain't never tried, like, hey, let, let, let's go ahead. And I come, I'm probably going to be like, hey, it tastes like chicken anyway or something, <laughs> something like that. Exactly. So, yeah, see, we we together on that. We are together on that. I'm over here trying to fix my, my wristband. Oh, yeah. Okay, we got it. But uh, also, I was going to... Um, what was I going to say? Uh, so I said uh, some of your favorite uh, African artists. Uh, what are some of your favorite artists just in general? Of course, I'm going to put Nikki on the top shelf. I, I love her. Um, admire her. And oddly enough, I'm blocked by Nikki. I found out I was blocked by Nikki when I did her remix. <laughs> and I tried to tag her and it said I was blocked, which... I'm like, I could be offended, but I feel so honored that I was blocked by Nicki Minaj and I don't even know why and she how was like, I got blocked. She was like, what did I say that she was? I was like my little old self all the way. I don't even, I've never spoken to this lady and I still can't understand how I got blocked by her. But mm -hmm. if anybody know Nicki, tell her she blocked Miss Georgie and she don't know why she's blocked by Nicki Minaj. What did I do, Nicki? Because... How do I get blocked by Nicki Minaj? But I love her still, regardless. She's still an icon, and I definitely respect her, her work ethic, her art, like everything. She just her wordplay. She challenges me. I study her, like I study her, like it's a homework assignment. I have Jay Z, of course, like Biggie. I, I was just listening to the Black Diamond on the anniversary the other day. What? Listen, Jay Z is that like definitely one. Um, I love Summer Walker. Yeah. I don't really support a lot of her stupidity, but I love her art. The art that comes from her life is is definitely like beautiful. I yeah. think she's vocally like super talented. She's So you wouldn't she, get Larry's name tattooed on you? I wouldn't get not <laughs> not even my pet goldfish tattooed on me. One and then on your fucking face. Right. On, it's one thing like put it on a crack of your ass but like on your face bro and not even like anywhere like discreet on your yeah. fucking eye like <laughs> i was like is larry even gonna still be here six months from now <laughs> yeah i didn't think about, okay like what if I, okay this is a funny scenario and this is so vulgar what if i'm a guy right and like let's say she breaks up with larry and she's on her knees and giving fellatio and i'm looking at your face i'm reading larry like this is weird dude this yeah, is I'm freaking weird that's what I said Because I was like Hey She still could possibly Go back to her baby daddy And even Because it was like It's not even her baby daddy But even at that Like People don't keep hearing Once you tattoo it It's done Right It's it's That relationship is Done It's mm -hmm. over It's finished 
Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. for my young girls out there, once you tattoo it, it's done. Like you're just stamping the relationship is over. That's what I said. I was like, the only ones I would get tattooed on me is my kids. I get that. <laughs> I was like, uh, no significant other because you never nope. know what could happen. My family, I would do my sisters, my yeah, family. Because I, I do got my, I, I do uh, got my little sisters uh, tattooed on my back. That so was my so, first tattoo. Really? So, so one thing people don't know is I'm super tatted. I'm super like my head is tatted, and I'm actually finishing my whole back piece. Oh, wow. But you would never see it. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I have. Four tattoos, because I remember when I first got my tattoo, uh, my mom was like, if you're going to get a tattoo, at least put it in somewhere discreet, so that way, yeah. like, when you go into the corporate world... They like, don't see it. So I was like, I have like this one on Yeah, on same wrist. here. I have my wrist. I have my wrist. I have um, I have my um, breastbone. I have like half my breastbone done. I have um, the back of my head to my neck done. And I have a big back piece that is actually going to take me years to finish because I, I like the process of it. Mm-hmm. But it kind of goes all the way down to half of my ass to my hip. Um, I have my bikini line tattooed as well. I'm trying to think of what else. My ankle. Yeah, I learned it was like the, the more tattoos you get, they be like, you kind of just forget how many you have. Yeah, you forget, you forget where they are. And I only find them when I take a shower. I'm like, ah, yeah, I got that. <laughs> yeah, like uh, one of my homies, he was like, bro, he's like, I probably got like 20 tattoos, maybe. He was like, he's like I kind of just stopped counting. counting after like 10. <laughs> that's me. I love tattoos. And I'm really like, that's why I think I, I really chose the entrepreneur path because I want to be that conservative. Like, you know, I'm, I'm really into the. Um, Asian culture, especially in the spirituality of it. Yeah. In a Buddhist culture, like I want to be in the sense of very well-centered, well-balanced. And for me, tattoos has a representation of like that peace and that release of pain as well. Because to me, it's therapeutic when I get tattoos. I relax, I meditate, sometimes I fall asleep. It's it's a weird release of like everything. I can't explain it. Pain, you know, um, enjoy everything. Uh, that might, yeah, because I also want that actually because you mentioned it before we started recording. How did you get into like Buddhism and, and all that? Like, um, so I walked away from the church when I was eighteen. Okay. Um, life things happened to me in life that um really just provoked me to rediscover my relationship with God. I think we're and I, it's a beautiful thing to be raised into one ideology of what God is, but at some point you have to take responsibility of your relationship with God. You have to find your own path with God. That is what free will is. Mm-hmm. You can't just let people define for you what your creator mm-hmm. <laughs> is or who he isn't to you, you know? And I think that's what the lazy part of religion is. People get into this one confined ideology of religion which is one of the biggest scams in the world is religion. Spirituality is what you should be aiming for. Spiritual connection with God, not religion. And people get bombarded into this ideology of religion and not really do the research to get to find out, you know, what their path is with God. Cause everyone has their own path with God Mm -hmm. as everyone does. And I walked away and I found my way back to him when I was 24 and I found it through reading research and Buddhism was just something that uh, a spiritual path that really mended with who I was and my beliefs and where I see the world. I see the world in a very like black and white. It's very yin and yang for me. And that's what Buddhism talks about. Life is both evil and good. Mm -hmm. There can never be too much evil. There can be never too much good. There is a constant state of balance that we cannot control nor destroy. We just have to respect it and play in our path and play in the path of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right. So uh, just to 
kind of end it all. I got just a couple of fun questions that yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you. Um, what's um, one or two like songs that just remind you of like your childhood or just home? Um, Jay Z, excuse me, Miss. That song, every time I hear it, I just think of black excellence, African excellence, luxury, wealth. Like, it just makes me think of me, where I'm going in the future, where I should, where, where I'm going to be, and where I'm definitely heading. Um, another song is <clears throat> by Wizkid. Actually, no, not, I'm not even saying that song. No, no, no. Awilo Lokomba. Awilo Lokomba is really that song that when I hear it, it reminds me of like me being in Nigeria. Like, just dancing and truly, truly dancing. Like the art of like enjoying music. Yeah. That's Awilo Lokomba. And if okay. you're African, you understand Awilo. Okay, I'm going to check that out. You oh, have to. Awilo Lokomba. It's very tribal, but you know, every African knows the song. There's not one African person you could ask about Awilo. And they'll tell you they don't know. Literally, you—it's like being raised on Michael Jackson. Yeah, like my my friend Tan, she's been, been like my my go-to mm-hmm. person for for that lately because yeah. I cause I've probably text with her multiple times throughout the out the week just like, <laughs> talking about music or okay. like podcasting or whatever. So definitely look yeah. about Wheelo. He's yeah. um and um yeah a wheel. They actually did um another person, Fella. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of Fella. They did his song for the Jay Z movie that just came out. They used a lot of Fella, okay. but that's that's another big artist, Fella. Okay, 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 okay. The other song, uh, this would be more for what would your ultimate collab um, for like your own version of a ladies' night? You and like say, say four other ladies that you would love to put together if you could. Okay, this is a good question because I'm trying to think of what artist is in generic right now that i would love to work with of course nikki she'll be on there unblock me nikki i don't know what is going on every time i say i got this unblock me man what is going on <laughs> i don't know what i did <laughs> but um okay um nikki of course i think another person is megan i love megan and i think she's she has so much that she still can do and i feel like i just haven't seen the um versatility yet and her musical skill set and I mm-hmm. definitely just I just feel like there's a song I have that I'm like secretly like when the time is right I want to get her on this yeah and then I have um hmm ooh Ken the man love her love Ken the man I manage her producer big cuz up okay. to a point um I'm trying to think of who else this is so hard is it a lot I'm trying to think of who I would genuinely like want to like work with which is crazy uh i think that would be it for me i think okay. those three those right three, now yeah. those okay. three right now not that there isn't more pro- oh jungle pussy her name is jungle pussy yes <laughs> okay. jungle pussy she's okay. in a check her out. yeah oh that jungle pussy y'all every time i say that people think i'm talking about like my bush or something no i'm not talking about bush her name is you literally were like, i love jungle pussy yeah. <laughs> like oh, oh okay her her name is literally jungle pussy and she is erica badu of rap to me she's okay. truly i she, her wordplay she's conscious but yet she's playful like she gives you so many feelings i love her i love her okay definitely gonna look her up also mm-hmm. after this okay mm-hmm. Um, all right, so that's kind of pretty much it. Like, if you want to give you anything else you want to tell the, the listeners, the folks, and you know, give your socials and everything, yeah, promote, yeah, yeah. promote any and all things you want to promote, yes. Yeah, so, 
everybody thank you so much for tuning into this podcast with myself miss georgie my full name is independence georgie you can find me on all platforms miss georgie m-s-j-o-r-j-i on all platforms and please stay tuned um stay tuned um make sure you follow first gen we are dropping the tv show next month december 26 december 26 we're dropping the tv show um so you guys make sure you are tuned in because this is something you don't want to miss and then stay tuned my music i'm gonna drop my second single in january okay and um just stay tuned there's so much coming in stay tuned all right well i appreciate you for doing this with me uh it's your boy of smiles course. i'm here with miss georgie and we ew, out ew. yeah